0: Eruv in chapter 2, the main discussion in this section will be who can take part in an Eruv and therefore whose participation is necessary in order for an Eruv to function. And the first halacha lays this down pretty clearly. It states, if everybody within a courtyard other than a single person are all in agreement with respect to the Eruv, the single person causes the rest not to be able to carry out into the courtyard. If that individual is mevatl, that is, he subordinates the right to the courtyard to the rest of the people in the courtyard, then the rest of the people may carry into the courtyard and from the courtyard back into their homes, but not to the home of the one who was mevatil. However, if he's mevatil, his rights, in his home and his courtyard, then people can carry into his home and out into the courtyard and from the courtyard into other homes. The theory being that the one who was mevatil is treated as if he was a guest of the others. Chapter 2. When a person says he's Mavatl, we assume he's saying he's mevatil, his interest in the courtyard and not his home. In order to be mevatil, interest in his home, he has to be explicit. A Yerush, someone who inherits, is able to be Mavatl on behalf of the person who passed away, including even on Shabbos itself. Chapter 3. If instead of having the one guy being Mavatl his interest to everyone else, if they are all Mavatl their interest to him, he can carry into the courtyard, they cannot. And the reason is that we do not pretend that every single person in the courtyard is a guest of the one person. Halacha 4. If two or more people decide that they don't want to participate in the air but they want to be Mavatl their property, So those who participate in the Eruv are allowed to carry, and those who do not participate in the Eruv are not permitted to carry in the courtyard. Those who are participating in the Eruv may not be mevatil or subordinate their property to those who are not participating because there is more than one of them. So the way to accomplish this would be for the non-participants to be mevatil their interest to the participants. Halacha 5, just like an owner can be mevatil his interest in the property to others in the courtyard, a whole courtyard can be their interest to another courtyard, and so on. Also, if two people are living in a courtyard together and they don't make an Eruv, one can be mevatel their interest to the other, and back and forth, even on Shabbos itself. Halacha 6. If a person was mevatel, his interest in the courtyard to others, but then on Shabbos he starts carrying from his section into the other section, demonstrating that it wasn't really mevatel. So if he did a pimezid on purpose, then he causes the other people not to be able to carry within the courtyard. If he did it beshegeg accidentally and not mazed, then it's not a problem. And if the other is carried in the courtyard before he carried, then his carrying in the courtyard doesn't cause the betel to be retroactively canceled. Chapter 7. If non-Jews establish a partition around a courtyard prior to Shabbos, so it's not possible for the people within the courtyard to make an eruv within the courtyard. Similarly, if someone who owned a property in the courtyard dies prior to Shabbos and the heir lives somewhere else, it's not possible to make an eruv because the heir does not live in the courtyard. If the person dies after Shabbos already began, then the Eruv is fitting, it works. Halacha 8, if a Jew and a ger live in a cave together and the ger dies before Shabbos without leaving an heir, if another Jew lays claim to his property, that other Jew is not in the cave and therefore doesn't participate in the Eruv, he prevents the Eruv from being established. Mishnah Burah adds that if the ger's property remains ownerless on Shabbos, then the Eruv can be established. Halacha 9, if a non-Jew lives with a Jew, in the same property in the courtyard, the non-Jew does not prevent the Eruv from being established. However, if two Jews live in uh, a property and a non-Jew lives in a different property, the non-Jew will prevent the Eruv from being established. Halacha continues, if a non-Jew lives in a property and two Jews decide to make an Eruv amongst themselves, despite the fact that there's a non-Jew, the Eruv does not help at all. If the non-Jew is been his interest, this does not help. What they would have to do if they wanted the Eruv to be successful is that they would have to rent the property to the non-Jew so that he would be like a guest. The next time you are at a Shabbaton in a hotel, ask your rabbi about this. Halacha 11. If there's an inner courtyard and an outer courtyard, and a non-Jew and a Jew live in the outer courtyard and a Jew in the inner courtyard, the non-Jew will prevent the outer courtyard from being used but not the inner courtyard, unless the non-Jew rents, as we referred to before. Halacha 12. Since the rental agreement is a kind of legal fiction, it is permitted to enter into it on Shabbos itself and the agreement can be made with the Gentile's wife, or with his workers, etc., even without the knowledge of the Gentile who owns the property. Halacha 13, and for that matter, a person can rent out the property of a non on Shabbos and then subordinate his property to another person's in order to make it possible to carry within an eruv. Subject, of course, to all the above laws. Halacha 14, for the purposes of these halachas, someone is considered to be an owner of the property if they cannot be evicted until the end of a contract. This would apply to most rental contracts in America. Halacha 15. It is possible to establish an Eruf through open windows when one window opens onto another window. However, uh, an Eruf through windows does not affect the courtyards, if, for example, there is a non Jew living in the courtyard. Finally, Halacha 16. A Jew who does not keep Shabbos is considered to be like a non Jew for all purposes associated with Eruf. A Jew who does keep Shabbos but does not believe in the midst of Eruf, for example, if he's a Tzaddiki or a Karite or something like that, we can't rent to him because he is a Jew but we also can't make an eruv with him because he doesn't agree with the concept of an eruv. The takana is therefore for him to be Mivatala's property, as we discussed before.